0: It's time to talk West Virginia basketball, coming from the Stone Church Studio in St. Albans, West Virginia. This is the
1: Full Court Press. It's time for another edition of Full Court Press. I got Derek Bailey to the left of me, Anthony Lewis to the right of me, uh, back in the studio. How are we
2: doing? Doing well, doing well. Watched a lot of basketball yesterday. Uh, Probably saw the best three teams in the country play this week. I think uh, Houston... Purdue and UConn are probably the the cream of the crop this year. I, I don't know what it is with Houston. I just love that team. They played great defense. They whipped up on Tech. They whipped up on Texas yesterday.
0: Of course, we'll get into it later in the show. Meg Bulger will be joining us. But I got did get the opportunity to watch the women take on Oklahoma uh, in the Coliseum. Uh, so we had some West Virginia baseball this weekend. Uh, just a good sports weekend. I didn't take in too much, but uh, did check in on on the West Virginia teams this week. We'll start with the men.
1: They fell to Baylor, 94-81. Uh, rough one for the Mountaineers. There were six Bears in double figures. The leading scorer, Jacoby Walter with 23. This is just flat out not a great defensive team. Again, you had problems with ball screen coverages, and, and that's the wrong team to be figuring yourself out against.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is, this is just a it's a it's a bad team. It is it is what it is at this point. I mean it's we've we've said it all year. It's just a bad team. There's nothing you can do about it. But yeah, when you can't figure out ball screens against Baylor, you're going to be in big big trouble and that's what doomed them yesterday. Just 94 points allowed. I mean, you score 81. You think, "Hey, they might have they might have won that game," but no, they gave up 94. Uh, Baylor has six guys averaging in double figures, I believe, in Big Twelve play, and we got to mention Bridges, a West Virginia kid. He's he's up there too. He didn't play a great great game, but you know he was in double figures. He had about ten points and six rebounds. They're fantastic. Baylor's very good. Baylor could make a run in. Baylor's one of those teams that's interesting. They could make a run in March or they could lose in the first round because I don't think they're a
0: strong defensive team either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we've we've watched Baylor leading up until the game yeah. on Saturday and. We've seen them against Kansas and a couple other teams, and they were everything I expected them to be. I knew that they were going to be a tough tough matchup for West Virginia. They shoot the ball extremely well from three, and they punish you when you make mistakes. So um, it was a tough game for West Virginia. They've got to regroup because um, i trying to think of the rest of the schedule now. They go – Central or, Florida. A couple of games left. There's only like four or five. It's crazy to think we're already approaching Almost, March yeah. in conference play. But three or four games left, and, um, you know – Kind of back to what we said early in the season, and it's kind of playing out how I expected it. Um, I just wanted this team to be able to knock off a few top teams and to have something to celebrate at the end of the year. I mean, this has been a tough season for them. Uh, Baylor was not a good matchup for them. I'd like to see them get one or two more before they – uh, get to, to the conference tournament. In the
1: the City. one that I really feel bad for that's battled wire to wire is Jesse Edwards. Had twenty one and, and nine yesterday, and and I just think he's here during the wrong season. If we could have got him last year, the year before, he he would have been a perfect fit. And it, it really speaks to his character that he's continued to play well.
2: He he has. He's played very hard. I mean, I know he, against Texas, I said it felt like a hollow seventeen points and nine rebounds, whatever, because they lost by so many. But he does go out there, and you can see the effort that he's giving just it's just a whole the whole team as it's a collective unit of individual basketball i feel like like you know edwards and uh battle score 46 points yesterday the rest of the team gets 35. you can't win that way i mean and it's just from where they haven't played together there's all kinds of i mean i don't want to call it excuses it's facts they just haven't gotten used to each other but that he has been consistent with the way he's performed he has played hard and he has played well In most of the games that he's played in and you know obviously minus the injury when he was out for a few weeks. Uh, A lot of people were hard on Jalen Bridges
1: when he transferred had 10.7 boards in the game and and to me there's bad transfers there's situations where you say that just doesn't fit but as intelligent of a player as he is and as versatile as he is, that was the perfect landing spot for him.
2: I just don't see how you can be mad at a player for transferring from West Virginia to a program that had just won a national title. I mean, if they want him and he's gonna start, which he starts for Baylor, and Baylor utilizes an offense that was completely different from West Virginia's, and it suited his needs more than the West Virginia, the that old West Virginia offense did. It was a, it was a perfect fit. I mean, I don't blame Bay, uh, Bridges for transferring. He went into a national title-winning program, and he starts and plays significant minutes. How can you blame him?
0: I don't have any issues with kids transferring nowadays. As much money as these coaches make, and then they peel out in the middle of the night and go to these different places. Everybody's making money, but they don't want the kids to make the money, or they don't want them to have the options. If it benefits you as a player, and and he didn't jump into Baylor and then go, okay, who's got a bigger bag of money? He went to Baylor to improve himself and play in a better situation. You cannot fault a kid for that. WVU hosting Central Florida on Tuesday, then they'll go to Iowa State on
1: Saturday. Uh, still no road victories on the campaign yet. I'm going to look down the line a little bit. Kansas State, Iowa State, Cincinnati left. Does this team finish winless
0: on the road? <laughs> yes, Listen, they've only won two in the last two years anyway.
2: They weren't good in the last – the previous four or five years on the road, they weren't good Yeah, Like you said, two in the previous couple of years. They're not going to win a road game. They're just not a very good team, and that's fine.
0: They're almost two different teams on the road and at home. At home, it feels like there's – you feel like you got a shot. And even what was crazy Saturday against Baylor was they went down like 20. Yeah, And I kind of just tuned it out and was in the middle of conversations, and I look back up and I go – Man, they're only down ten if they hit this shot. Yeah. They're down seven with a minute and a half. You know there wasn't enough time, but um, it was it was just one of those things where, you know, they're just two different teams on the home at home and on the road. Give me Cincinnati.
1: I, I think we'll go. It's a short trip. I think you'll have a few fans make the make the trip for that one. I think we knock off the Bearcats. Well,
2: they're not going to win at Hilton. Hilton is impo- Hilton's impossible. It's impossible. I mean, that's a hard place. They won there last year, which is crazy. But that's a difficult place to win. Everybody struggles at Hilton. Manhattan is also very difficult, but it's not like impossible. But I would agree if they're going to win a road game, it's going to be Cincinnati. I just, but I don't see any of them. I don't see any of the three happening.
0: We'll call it the Bob Huggins Classic. <laughs>
1: We're here on full court press. Stick around later on. We got the alumni hall trivia question coming up. Also, have Meg Bulger, one of the all-time greats, coming on uh, to talk a little bit about the women's team, which is right there. They're right in the thick of things and, and with a chance to win the Big Twelve.
2: Yeah, the, the women are uh, the women are playing really well. Twenty-two and three, big wins this week. Uh, they're right there, tied for second. They got the conference in in line. And I'm going to talk about Caitlin Clark for a second because I don't really watch a ton of women's basketball. But did you guys see the shot she hit that set that record? <laughs> yeah, for the That logo. thing looked like it was – I mean, it was like half court,
0: and she just buried it all net. Yeah, she's pretty fun to watch, and, and she is what is needed for the sport right now. I'm sure she's helping everybody as a sport. More people come to the games. Everywhere she goes, she sells tickets, sells out at Ohio State. Um, she's just a, a – she's great for the women's game. If you want to see social media explode – Let's see a
1: rematch LSU versus Iowa in the title game. I think that would get great ratings. The sport needs that. We're back after this on Full Court Press.
3: If there's not a Parmar store near you now, there will be soon. You hear us say that a lot, but it's true. Wherever you may go, chances are you'll find a Parmar store there, offering everything you need to get you in and then back on the road as soon as possible. From gas to groceries and snacks and items for your house, we have it at Parmar Stores. Download the app and sign up for the Parmar Rewards Card, too. West Virginia, Kentucky, Ohio, Maryland, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. If there's not a Parmar store near you now, there will be soon. Have you been injured at no fault of your own? The Master's Law Firm is on your side and here to help you in your time of need. With decades of experience, we've successfully helped clients recover hundreds of millions of dollars in compensation. Our team understands the toll that injuries take on victims and their families, offering both legal expertise and unwavering support. Visit our website at themasterslawfirm.com or call us today at 304-342-3106 for a free consultation. Your journey to recovery starts with us.
4: Hi, welcome to Huntington.
5: Hi, I'm calling with the asterisk-free checking from your commercial. How long does the free trial run before fees start?
4: Oh, our asterisk-free checking is always free to open and never requires a minimum balance.
5: Really? Never? Like never ever?
4: Yep, never ever.
5: That's actually fantastic. Thanks.
4: Thank you for banking with Huntington. Learn more at Huntington.com checking. Welcome to Huntington.
1: It's time for our full-court press high school spotlight. The 10-9 and 9 St. Albans Red Dragons finish up the regular season campaign tonight at Williamstown. Coach Brian England has a battle-tested and exciting team ready to make some noise in the postseason. For more, I caught up with Coach earlier today. i right, got St. Albans coach Brian England here. Uh, you get ready to go to Williamstown, um, deal with Parker Schramm and that deep, deep squad that the Yellow Jackets have. What would you see from them the first time around?
5: Uh, just... Very well coached team, uh, very skilled. They play very hard. Uh, Coach Saro does a great job with them, and uh, I think it's a great game for us uh, to play going into sectionals. Um, You know, they when you're playing a team like Williamstown, you have to guard for 32 minutes, and um, you know we've got teams in our in our section that present similar similar problems. So, uh, looking forward to to uh, the test and uh, hopefully using that to, to help prepare us for the sectional tournament.
1: You play in the toughest league, at least in this region of the state, and then to fill in the gaps, you play Williamstown twice and Charleston Catholic. That's probably the most brutal schedule I've, I've seen from anybody. Do you think that will get you ready for the tournament?
5: Yeah, uh, the schedule was very tough. Uh, no, matter what, no matter what classification you're in, we played good teams. I mean, we played Nitro twice who uh who have only lost two games this year um you know i'd say they're a pretty f- a heavy favorite for their region to be in the state tournament as well so you know you're talking about um, multiple state tournament teams whether it be 4a 3a or 2a on our schedule and um, that in itself is definitely uh good uh you know to prepare us for um, postseason play and you know t- been talking to our guys all year about Um, using the adversity to help us uh, get better. And um, I think we've done that. It's been uh, up and down. You know, we've had some good wins. Obviously beat GW earlier in the year. Um, Had some tough losses as well. So uh, everything that that happens in that 22-game regular season is set to prepare you for the sectional play.
1: You mentioned that GW game, Brogan Sams kind of went viral, just a freshman hitting the game winner. And and you all have have relied on him a lot throughout the season. What's given you the confidence in Brogan as a freshman uh, to be that big of a part of the squad?
5: His work ethic really is what uh, sets him apart from a lot of freshmen. Um, That kid is in the gym all the time. And, you know, he puts that kind of work in. Obviously, physically, he's developed a little more than a lot of freshmen are. When you you put that much time and effort into your game, uh, you can't help but reap the benefits of that. And he has done that this year. You know, I'd say without a doubt, he's the best freshman I've ever coached. And uh, his confidence is is on another level for uh, his age. And that comes from his preparation and, and, and the work ethic and the time he spends in the gym when nobody's watching
1: and on the other end of the spectrum, you got a senior and Tyreek Wilkins, does a little work in the post he can really get out and go to. When he's at his best, how's he planned?
5: Yeah, when Tyreek's at his best, uh, he's a force. I mean, he's 6'6", six, six, super athletic, um, very, very quick for his size, and, um, you know, a rim protector when he's at his best. So, you know, it's a, he's a difference maker uh, when he's locked in. And, you um, we're going to need him to be locked in as we as we wrap up this regular season and head into the postseason.
1: And the second half of this season, Tyron Pollins averaging 11.7 boards. Uh, he won the MSAC dunk contest the other day too. Uh, just your thoughts on his improvements, and, and did you get to watch him throw a few down?
5: Yes. Uh, you talk about a joy to coach. Um, you know, we kind of – the staff kind of jokes around like, you know, especially at the beginning of the year, it's kind of like a big baby deer. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of experience playing at this level but you've just seen him get better and better this year. He's only a junior Uh, next year you're really going to see him blossom but uh, you talk about a kid that loves to be in the gym and that his teammates and his coaches love to be around him. Uh, His positive energy and attitude is infectious and uh, that's going to carry him many places uh, beyond just basketball and uh, so him playing at the level that he's playing at you know whether he's been in the starting lineup or whether he's come right off the bench we've had him in both roles he's made a positive impact on this team and he's going to be crucial for us going into postseason
1: that's st albans high school head boys basketball coach brian england on our full court press high school spotlight Tired of manually updating your online payment information every time your card is lost, stolen, or expired? Let CardSwap from Summit Community Bank take care of it for you. CardSwap lets you update your payment information for multiple merchants and subscriptions all in one place. Simply add your Summit debit or credit card to CardSwap and we'll update your payment information automatically. Convenience when you need it most. That's service beyond expectations. Sign up for CardSwap today through Summit Community Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lending.
3: In an ever-changing world, one thing you can always count on is Walker Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Hurricane. You know, Gene and Ryan built their business the old-fashioned way by making friends. There are no gimmicks or games at Walker, just honest, fair deals, and their method is so straightforward it may shock you. Friendly service and a huge selection of inventory with more arriving daily. When you're ready for your next vehicle, take the short 20-minute drive from Charleston or Huntington to Walker Chrysler dodge jeep ram just off the hurricane exit of i-64 walker chrysler dodge jeep ram making friends one deal at a time
0: for access to our social media and radio affiliate information visit pressvirginia.com
1: and we're back on full court press michael sussman here with anthony lewis and we've got a treat former wvu forward josh yeager joins the show Uh, josh how are we doing today Doing great. So happy to have you on. You're the perfect person to talk to because you were there for a transition era, Catlett into John Beeline, and let's start with the beginning because it was a little murky after the season wrapped up with Catlett in his final campaign with the interim coach and all that, and then for an eight day stint, you had Dan Dockich. How did that go? Did he talk to the team? Was he ever formally introduced to you guys as the coach? Because that's kind of a gray area. Okay.
6: Yeah, we actually had a uh, formal introduction, um, and then met in the locker room, and it was uh, kind of a uh, you know, boot camp for eight days.
1: <laughs> did he? Did the players respond to him? Do you, do you think that would have worked out?
6: I think so. I mean, you got to give you know him a little bit of credit there, as, as you do, uh, Coach Beeline. You know, you're inheriting a program, but. You're, you know, you want to weed out the guys that are going to work hard and the guys that aren't. Um, so, you know, Coach Dockett's approach was more of a, a drill sergeant approach where mental toughness drills, et cetera. Um, wasn't necessarily the funnest thing in the world, but looking back now at 42 years old, I understand what he was trying to do.
0: You know, the the, the current roster is going to kind of go through a little bit of what you went through. They're going to have had three head coaches in in just three years, some of these guys. um, What was it like for you to go from Catlett to Drew Catlett and then dockage for a couple of days and then finish up with a full season to John Beeline? You know, what was that like having multiple head coaches, multiple philosophy systems, and, and what would your advice be for the current roster as far as what they should possibly expect?
6: I mean, looking back, uh, you know, you're asking a lot of uh, uh, you know individuals that are anywhere between 18 and 22 years old. Um, but main thing is to remember that you're playing for the name on the front of the jersey. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we got a whole state behind us. Uh, it's going to be challenging uh, to you know adapt and, and change to each coach's you know philosophy, um, both on and off the court. So the main thing is I would try to do is, is try to stay centered uh and and be collective as a group at a unit
1: you got to have that togetherness you got to have a good approach as well john beeline one of the smartest coaches in the country um and and as a shooter i'd imagine you were pretty excited when you saw that system coming together what, what were your early thoughts on on the, the type of stuff he runs
6: uh, the, the initial thought was, uh, you know, John, I've known John since my AAU days. I I played for an AAU team in, in Roanoke, Virginia. And uh, John was the first coach to offer me a scholarship as a rising junior um, when he was at Richmond. So I was very excited. Uh, I knew my, my skill set fit his his system very well. And uh, it was a good transition, I think, also for our fans uh, from the Catlett days and era to uh, Coach Belon's days as – it was a different style and, a, a, you know, a more fun style of basketball to watch with the, you know, today's world with, you know, the outside game, etc.
0: Speaking of high school, you averaged 29 per game. Uh, you play for Coach Wagner at Phillip Barber. What were your choices out of high school? You, you kind of alluded to being as Richmond as an option, but, um, you know, what were your choices and how did you end up in Morgantown? What led you to Morgantown?
6: Uh, obviously being from the state, uh, it's always was a dream to play uh, for Coach Catlett and, and for WVU. I came to my first game when I was five. Um, uh, some options I had, uh, top six schools were uh, Tennessee, Wake Forest, uh, North Carolina State, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and West Virginia. Um, I did have 26 Division One offers. Uh, most of those were, you know, CAA, Atlantic 10. Uh, great schools, great opportunities. Um, and advice I would give young kids now is to make sure you take your official visits. I didn't take any, uh, <laughs> I, I, knew that WVU was a dream, but, uh, you definitely don't know what you're getting into unless you go, go sample. It.
0: Exactly. You, uh, you were able to compete in the, in the old big East, even before the Cincinnati's and the DePaul's joined in, uh, was that an exciting league for you?
6: Absolutely. Uh, and obviously a bias, but I think at that time, like the Big Twelve now, the Big East then was was the best conference for basketball. In uh, was physical.
1: Yeah. How long does it take to be able to really take the floor and compete defensively in the Big East? What 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 was that maturation like for you?
6: Well, I think uh, Coach Catlett and maybe Beeline would argue that I don't know that I ever competed defensively. <laughs> Uh, But you got to learn and mature uh, spatial awareness. Um, You know, not everybody's as physically gifted. Um, You know, I was not as physically gifted as as so many competitors. Uh, But when you're trying to guard a Karan Butler or a a Carmelo Anthony, uh, you got to realize and trust your teammates for help.
0: And that was going to be my next question. When you talk about playing in that league, when you're talking about. Guys, you had the guard. Who are some of the names that you mentioned? You just mentioned two, but who are some of the other names that you mentioned when it comes to competing uh, against Samuel great big Dallin
6: East? bear Seton Hall, uh, Ricardo Greer, uh, and Pitt, and Brandon Knight. Uh, you know, these every night you lined up in the Big East, there was, uh, you know, one or two potential NBA draft picks on the other team. Um, but you're, you're lucky enough to be, you know, teammates with, with Marcus Goree and Chris Moss, Calvin Bowman. You know, Lionel Armstead. We had we had a lot of talented players as well.
0: You get to you still keep in touch with some of the guys.
6: Absolutely, yeah, a lot that. of the guys are doing a lot of good things in their communities. Um, you know, passing the the, the knowledge and, and experiences that we've had both on the court, which I think is wonderful.
1: We're here with the Bellington Bomber, Josh Yeager. Uh, give me Philip Barber High School career high. What do you got?
6: <laughs> uh 46
1: okay it's a good little day at the office in a 32 minute game well, what's could, that well i'm just saying that in a 32 minute basketball game that, that's pretty impressive i could i could see where the the 26 d1 offers were, we're coming in from <laughs> as uh we'll go ahead and close things out uh, josh
0: yeager on full court press we appreciate appreciate your time
6: thank you it's an honor to be here
0: Hey, guys, before we take the break, let's do the Alumni Hall Trivia Question of the Week. The phone number, 304-909-7040. Again, 304-909-7040. This is for a $25 gift card to Alumni Hall with locations in Charleston and in Morgantown. Let's take the question over to the women's side. WV basketball player Jordan Harrison on Saturday had nine assists nine assists against Oklahoma. That pushes her over what number for her career? Again, 304-909-7040 for a $29 gift card to Alumni Hall.
3: Little General Stores has served our
0: hometowns for
3: decades, providing those essential needs for the road of life. The LG family goes above and beyond to ensure that your experience is an easy one. That's why they offer the LG Rewards Card, a way to earn points for free drinks, coffee, and even discounts on fuel. Rest assured, you'll leave knowing they have your needs covered. Oh, and by the way, tell them Hug sent you. Little General Stores, your road's neighbor. The relationship between a lawyer and a client is based on trust. You have to make certain that the lawyer you hire has your best interests at heart. This is attorney Ben Salango. Just like the Mountaineers are fighting hard on the field, the Solango law firm will fight hard to win your case. Whether it's medical malpractice, automobile or trucking accidents, hiring an experienced lawyer will make a difference in the outcome of your case. When you hire my law firm, you get results, not excuses. Check us out at Solangolaw.com. Ball Automotive Group is here for all your automotive
1: needs. We have three locations with over 300 new vehicles available and a great selection of pre-owned vehicles in stock. Ball Automotive has been an integral part of our community,
3: which we have proudly served for over 20 years. With over 1,300 online reviews, you'll see why our customers keep coming back. To see what Advantage Toyota of Barbersville, Ball Toyota of Charleston,
1: and L&S Toyota of Beckley have to offer, visit us online
5: at ballautomotivegroup.com.
1: And we're back on Full Court Press. Michael Sussman here with Anthony Lewis, and we bring in via phone Meg Bulger, WVU women's basketball, all-time great, to talk about yesterday's big win, 70-66 over Oklahoma. WVU currently tied for second in the Big 12 Conference. Uh, They had to hang on down the stretch there, good contributions from the bench. Uh, Just Meg, what what were your thoughts on the ball game?
4: Yeah, I think as you mentioned it, it was such a team win um, with the bench points. Uh, you saw some of the bigs that have really, I think, come into their own uh, throughout the season, which has been great to see. Um, but that's how this team has been. You have your star, of course, J.J. Quinterly, but there's such a balanced attack on both ends of the floor. So it was really nice to see, you know, Tavi and Danelle come in and contribute the way they were able to.
0: Yeah, just, you know, let's start at the beginning of this thing. West Virginia started off slow. If I, at one point, if I remember correctly, it was 11-3 to in the first quarter. And my first thought was, oh, no there's there's problems today but you know you know this team had defined, kind of defined itself by being able to scrap but ended up getting back in the game um, and then through the course of the middle of the game it was a back and forth battle just talk about the beginning of the, the slow start and how they slugged their way back through the middle of the game
4: yeah, no doubt about it. They, you know, especially with the kind of crowd they have, you always want to come out to a quick start. Um, Oklahoma's a great team, don't get me wrong, but I thought that they came out to a slow start and that contributed to, you know, what the score was there at the first quarter. But um, the way that West Virginia plays and the, just kind of the even keelness of the, the whole attitude of that team, and that's a direct correlation from, I believe, Coach Kellogg, um, you kind of never really write them off. And you know that they're they're going to regroup and find uh their stride at some point and that's exactly what they did they went you know right back into their defense um they have such a great floor general with jordan harrison i mean as a sophomore she's just incredible
0: she you know she didn't have a great day as far as um points but still did a couple other things you know she never got out of the game
4: right right i mean she does so many things off the ball um creates for her teammates. Obviously, she had nine assists yesterday, but she does so many things that you might not see on the stat line, just keeping plays alive, um, you know, coming up behind players and, and tipping the ball loose, and, you know, maybe someone else gets credit for the steal, but she just keeps so many things. She's so active that she keeps plays alive for West Virginia, um, and she's just really, really fun to watch, and it's nice because last year, JJ kind of had to rotate sometimes at the point, mm-hmm. and, you know, wasn't able to be her true position, so to, to see jj be able to be at the true two and you have you know lauren fields and then you have a watson i mean the, the pieces are just all together for such a well-rounded team and i've been on teams where you know you you have players that are similar or you have players that quite frankly don't know their role mm-hmm. and this team seems to always know their role they know what shot is theirs what shot is not um they're gladly contributing on the defensive end you can tell that they enjoy doing that and uh they take pride in that so i mean they just they have all the pieces together for a great team and again i can't say it enough i think that's a tribute to, to coach Gallog. yeah i remember when we had
1: when we had you on earlier this season sorry i had to get the mic fixed there um, you said he's, he's kind of a basketball nerd. His, his X's and O's are next level. Expand on that a little bit. What, what are some in-game adjustments you're seeing out there? And just overall, how is he getting all the ingredients to, to flow together?
4: Yeah, I think he is very into – not. I don't think he relies on it so, so much, but the statistical analysis of where are the openings right now? Let's hit the openings. And, and keeping it very simple, yeah, because sometimes I don't like to dive into the numbers so so much like the right left block on every other possession is open it's like okay stop it (laughs) but he you know you can tell that he sees hey majority of our shots or this statistic of our shots are coming from here let's work the ball to here it's very simple and he's very clear about telling the girls hey that's not your shot you're not taking I don't care if you're open swing the ball this is where we're getting our openings I mean you can tell that He finds the openings. It doesn't matter who it is. Um, Yeah, of course, JJ probably has more of a green light than others. But you can tell that he sees games and the personnel um, and whatever the defense is at that moment. He just reads it very well and has such a good knack of seeing what the game is giving him and able to respond to it is the best way I could probably put it. Just this kind of a wannabe basketball nerd myself. You know, each game is going to call for something different. Each game, you know, calls for different personnel. Um, And that's why I think even just a player like Jayla Hemingway, whose role has completely shifted this year, comes in and has huge points, a huge spark off the bench yesterday for them, but that's because that's what the game called for. So uh, he just aligns the pieces so well and reads what the game is calling for and is able to place players in position to be successful.
0: Big victory for the Mountaineers yesterday, the first time since 2001. Um, And you just mentioned the bench play West Virginia had 27 points off the bench, which to me was the big difference in the game. Um, Can you just talk about the contribution? I know he even mentioned in the press conference, he doesn't tend to go that deep or, or even depend on the bench that much, but yesterday they, they brought it.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And that's just, that's preparation where the bench is involved. They're ready. They want their minutes. And when they do get in, They're not in their own head about why they haven't been in. They're just ready to get in and contribute. And, you know, at any level as a coach, when you look down the bench, you need to know when this player – when Danelle goes in right now, what's she giving me? What can I get from her? When Tavi gets in, what's she giving me? And they've all been – to me, they don't come in and hurt, which has been a good thing. Mm -hmm. And that might not necessarily be a compliment, but it is. When you don't come in and hurt a team – you can contribute. But when you also come in, and Tavi had 12, Danelle has six, I mean, and you have a presence known, I mean, that's what an advantage to be able to say, okay, we're not losing anything, we're going to stay consistent with you in, but now you're contributing uh, at major points in the game, and that's huge to be able, you know, especially with the type of defense they run, and up and down the floor to give people, you know, a minute, or here or there, to you know, catch their breath, get their legs, and then get fresh and get back in there to, to maintain that style. So, uh, it, I mean, it was huge. as It was such a well-rounded game.
1: Here with Meg Bulger, WVU, 22-3 and three right now, tied for second in the Big 12. Uh, they got Kansas State left. You got to flip the Baylor game. Then Oklahoma State, TCU. Uh, in your eyes, what's it going to take to win the conference?
4: It's attainable. There's no doubt. I think, um, I mean, certainly the way it looks right now going to, Kansas State uh, doesn't, even if Lee comes back, what is she, you know, what capacity is she going to come back at? And with the bigs playing the way they did, they're coming off a little, you know, kind of a confidence boost from that Oklahoma game. Um, You know, Baylor, I think, is such a win. I'm glad they have them again at home because that's a very winnable game. Baylor's dropped a few, um, you know, to teams that I think West Virginia was, you know,
0: dominant over
4: yeah exactly i mean they lost by two to ucf so or only beat them by two so i mean it's uh it's a very attainable win i think these next two are huge and you always say you want to peak at the right time and not that this team hasn't peaked they just haven't gained the respect for when they have i think this is huge in regards of peaking and respect of what this team is doing by winning these next two
0: I want to get back to the Oklahoma game for just a second. Yesterday, Oklahoma shot 62% from three. Yeah. And it seemed like and, – and they kind of showed why they're the, the leaders of the conference right now. It seemed like if you made a mistake, if you didn't win a 50-50 ball, or if you didn't get that rebound and they regained the possession, they would hit you with a three-point dagger. And I, I felt like it happened like five times in the in the last oh. two quarters.
4: No, it. yeah, I agree with you. It – and it was quick, too. They would come down. I mean, it was – and that's how, you know, I don't know, you know, I think that's how West Virginia forces you to play. You know that if you have one, two passes and you end up, you know, getting out – being able to get out in transition, that is a win for you that you need to take advantage of. And you, ha- it just can't be an opportunity. you got to convert because West Virginia doesn't turn the ball over very often or, you know, they're a pretty good rebounding team. So if you're able to capitalize on some of those mistakes, that's the way to expose West Virginia. Um, in my opinion, because you cannot let them set up in that defense. It's just, you know, that's a no-brainer. So, but West, uh, Oklahoma, excuse me, yeah, they, they have some deadly three-point shooters and, and they, they can do it quick, and that's difficult to, to get back in and transition defense.
0: Uh, paint points, bench points were huge for West Virginia against Oklahoma, but I think the 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 thing that West Virginia does game after game after game, 25 turnovers – um they seem to really put the pressure on Oklahoma on Saturday
4: yeah it's um it's funny to me I've never I really haven't seen a team that can consistently against good teams great teams bad teams consistently force that many turnovers get that many steals and then what's great about West Virginia is immediately convert 23 points again off of turnovers I mean that talk about like your bread and butter what is your go-to um And they're they're so effective offensively just on their own, I believe, in the half court offense. But their bread and butter is defense to offense. I mean, it's it's unbelievable how consistently they're able to do that. And that front line with, I mean, Lauren Fields. I think she's starting to get the credit she deserves for what she does defensively. But you got Harrison and Quinterly up front, just you know, nagging that ball handler, forcing you know a lot of times some airy passes and some some bad passes that lauren fields and kai watson do such a great job of anticipating on that second line um so it just they have like i said before they the pieces are just so perfect like i would have i would have loved that second line just anticipating <laughs> all that hard work up front and then you go in for the steal but they just they really have such great uh, athleticism along with you know the basketball iq where to read where to be um they, I think they're just very, and they're prepared every game because you can see that they, they force teams into things that they don't want to do, and that's just preparation from you know, a scouting standpoint as well, so that's just a credit to all the coaches as well.
1: Here with uh, Meg Bulger. I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up Caitlin Clark beating the all-time scoring record earlier this week. She scored 49. Uh, just, just what do you think about her as a player? What will her legacy be?
4: it's ridiculous I mean I I really don't have any other words it's it's absolutely ridiculous um my sister and I were texting you know during that and I always say like I wasn't this type of player that could spin I couldn't spin the ball on my finger I couldn't hit like half court shots even if you're messing around like I just the strength that it takes number one to just fire it from a logo but then also look like you're stopping on a dime and your form is perfect at the same time is honestly remarkable to me because I would make it look so ugly and you know how sometimes you say, she makes it look easy it's not a disrespect to any other team but a Caitlin Clark makes people realize whoa you know I bet there's a lot of really other good players that weren't missing let's go watch I mean the crowds at West Virginia have been incredible this year I mean they're doing well winning helps But, you know, people want to start seeing that kind of, um, you know, that that style of play and that kind of sexiness, if you will, in a player that, you know, shooting from the logo and, you know, that flashiness. So, I mean, she's just brought a lot of attention to women's basketball. And, you know, that's a wonderful thing for the game.
1: That's Meg Bulger, one of the best players in the history of the WVU women's basketball program. Always very gracious with her time.
4: Uh, Thank you guys so much, as always.
1: You work hard. You deserve a reward. The impressive performance of the new acura tlx type s with a 3.0 liter v6 turbocharged engine that generates 355 horsepower but that's not all reward yourself with the elegance of its sporty cabin the new acura tlx type s acura precision crafted performance lester Rains acura now open in south charleston west virginia visit LesterRainsAcura.com today
3: if there's not a parmar store near you now there will be soon you hear us say that a lot but it's true Wherever you may go, chances are you'll find a Parmar store there, offering everything you need to get you in and then back on the road as soon as possible. From gas to groceries and snacks and items for your house, we have it at Parmar stores. Download the app and sign up for the Parmar Rewards Card, too. West Virginia, Kentucky, Ohio, Maryland, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. If there's not a Parmar store near you now, there will be soon.
0: Welcome back to the Full Court Press.
1: And we're back on Full Court Press featuring Bob Huggins. Uh, good stuff in the last with Meg Bulger, as we'll bring Derek Bailey back in. Uh, Chris Holtman axed at Ohio State after a 14-11 and start. They're not messing around. They're going to go ahead and start that search right off the bat. Were you surprised that they did it during the season, though?
2: I was not surprised that they did it during the season. He's been, you know, this has been rumored for a while. I, he needed a big year. He didn't get it. Um, he's just you know it was, once you have bad years at these schools especially now you're in trouble and you know good for Ohio State for getting a head start I've seen Chris Gent rumored as a replacement I don't know if I'd go that route the way these NBA assistants have been replacing coaches it hasn't been it hasn't gone well I mean Mike Woodson hasn't done great at Indiana Jawan Howard hasn't done great at Michigan. Anthony Hardaway, you know, what's his future going to be like if Memphis misses out on the tournament this year? There's been so many of them. Patrick Ewing, Chris Mullen. You can go down the list. None of them have been overly successful as college coaches. You wonder if that's the route that Ohio State chooses to take, but that's one name
0: I've seen mentioned for that job. There's an art to college coaching, and it's not just X's and O's. You have to get in and basically be able to recruit, know the circuit, know the players, know the guys that are sending the players. Now it's a and it always has been. The AAU circuit has coaches and guys that bring guys to certain people. Um, if you don't have those connections, it makes it harder for you. It's more than just X's and O's and coming in and, and giving <laughs> marching orders. And you know, yeah, I'm sure Patrick Ewing knows the game, but does he relate to a 19 year old? Well, the thing the thing about it is too is like we talked about Patrick Ewing, Isaiah Thomas done is. is
2: those are Hall of Famers. It's like, here, guys, what you do is you just catch the ball, you turn around and shoot. Yeah, I mean, a, yeah.
6: yeah. there's an art to
0: teaching what you want out of guys. Yeah. And I think the guys that have been college coaches their, their entire career just seem to do better. It's almost like I always tell people, too, like, well, why can't this guy go over and coach the women's team? Or why couldn't, for instance, there was a point in time where, like, well, can't we just bring Mike Carey over and let him coach the men? No. It's he, different. It's a different circle of people in recruiting. So there, there is an art to being a college coach. Uh, Jake Diebler, going to be the interim head coach the
1: rest of the way. And Chris Holtman, I don't think he'll be unemployed for very long. He had a great stint at Butler, was good early on in Columbus. If you're WVU, do you kind of add him to the list of potentials?
2: I mean, I, I, don't, know, I don't know about that, you know, because he is an interesting case. Like, that Ohio State job, it's a very good job. But then again, that's a football school. They don't care much about basketball, although Thad Mata did an outstanding job there. Um, I don't know what, you know, Holtman, I do think he has some years left in but He was very good at Butler. He was very good. He had some good years at Ohio State. So, yeah, he might be a name that's considered. I don't know if he'll take a year off. You don't know what he'll do. But, yeah, he, he's an interesting guy because he did have success at Butler, which, you know, if you're What older, were their expectations, though? At Ohio State? Yeah, like well, I mean, what,
0: what do they want? He, I know what their plans are on the football side. But he's been pretty good over the last few years, and they were down. His his last two to three – well, think about it. This all started when they lost in the first
2: round to uh, Earl Roberts. Oral Roberts beat them. Remember, they were a two-seed. Yeah, yeah. Oral Roberts beat them as a 15. And since that point in time, they haven't been good, and they've just kind of been in a steady decline, it feels like. So it was coming. And uh, their expectation, you know, you get to the tournament. You're Ohio State. You've got plenty of money. You can make the NCAA tournament. That should be the expectation, probably four out of five years there. He hasn't done that. I mean, and that's the reality of the situation. Most years, they're probably happy with a tournament appearance, and probably every one to th- every three or four years, they're probably happy with a Sweet Sixteen and maybe further. Their, their expectations for the program aren't that high. You know, they did get they did get a championship appearance there in the late two thousands with uh, well, the late two thousand tens. Odin. yeah, Greg Oden, That yeah, they made it calmly. That was a good team, but other than that i don't think they've been past the first weekend for 10 years
1: here on full court press rolling through some of the headlines the selection committee uh, came out with their preview bracket this is the first indication of what you're going to see the number one overall seat is purdue then you got uconn is the one houston is the one then arizona in that order
2: uh, do you have any issues with the boilermakers maybe by a nose there No, no, no issues yet. Anyways, you know they've beat they've beat several good teams out of conference. They have a win over Alabama. Alabama's leading the SEC. I think they beat Marquette. Marquette's a very good team. Although UConn dismantled them recently, you know that's a that one. They're one A and one B in my opinion. UConn and Purdue.
0: Whoever finishes probably with the better record is going to get that number one overall seed. I think the tournament's going to be really interesting this year. I I see when I do get to sit down and watch long length periods of time of basketball, see some really good basketball teams. Um, I think what it's going to come down to is, it's as it always does, is shooters. I don't know if you can win a championship with just a solid big man. So I don't know if Purdue's even going to be able to make a run. Purdue, to me, this year is better equipped than they were last year.
2: Yes. I'm, not, I'm yes. not going to say – the thing is, is everybody's going to have to see it to believe it. I still think, in my opinion, I've seen them all – UConn is the best team I've seen. I think I think Houston is the second best team, and I think Purdue is third. But I think UConn's fantastic. They might even be better this year than they were last year.
1: Marquette had no chance yesterday. They blew the doors off of them, eighty-one to fifty-three.
2: And it was, and it's not even like UConn played a great game to start out. They missed some open threes and things to start out, and they just blasted Marquette after a, about a ten-minute stretch there, and it was over.
1: As we'll go through some more of the scores from the weekend, Kentucky going on the road, picking up a big one, 70-59 to over Auburn. That snaps a 16-game home winning streak for the Tigers. That's a toughness win. That's one Coach Cal can feel good about.
2: This is a team that I'm still high on, though they've struggled recently. I still think Kentucky is one of those teams because Anthony mentioned it. You have to have shooters. They have guys that can make shots. Reed Shepard is fantastic. Reeves is really good. Wagner's a pretty good player. They have great players. When March rolls around, I fully expect this team to win. If they don't win, that's got to be on John Calipari because at what point, if you're Calipari and Kentucky, do you step back and say, we're not, this isn't working? I mean, we're not getting anywhere and we have great NBA players every single year. So this team, that's a good win. I'm a little bit surprised they got that because Auburn had beat Ole Miss by like 40 earlier in the week, uh, and Auburn's a hard place to play, but, you know, congratulations in Kentucky. That shows you how good they can be.
1: Coach Calipari can always recruit at an elite level, but I was wondering how it would go in the, the transfer portal era, where the one and done is really not the attractive move. And it seems like this season he's he's got his
2: guys. Yeah, it feels like it feels like this year he does have a team that can make a run. Even uh, that was a couple of years ago. They lost, I believe it was Saint Peter's in the first round there a couple years ago. I felt like they were going to make a run that year, and they didn't. Last year they obviously lost in the second round to. Uh, marquise Knoll, which you understand he was so good good. i I saw
1: him at the coliseum (laughs) he could do whatever he wanted he was a magician
2: yeah so you wonder another factor that plays into all this is where you get seated and who you get seated against if they get the right matchups they're going to roll but it just this they have to i mean at what point if you're a kentucky fan do you feel like he's got to go if you don't win
0: speaking of great coaches we'd be we we should be taken off the air if we don't mention the passing of Lefty Drizzell. Oh, yeah. From Maryland. Uh, 92 years old, passed away over the weekend. When you talk about an all time great, he took Maryland to heights it had never been before. He had, lit, like, what, Lynn Bias? Lynn Bias was awesome. Uh, I'm trying to think who else was on the coached teams. He coached Billy Hahn. Uh, yeah, well, Buck Williams, uh, Lynn Bias, Lenny Elmore, John Lucas, among other guys. Two ACC regular season titles, multiple trips to the NCAA when they didn't take a, a million when freaking teams. It was like 24. Yeah, you, was had, like 24. you actually had to be good to get to the tournament. Uh, but passed away at 92, uh, another great coach uh, moving on there. He, he's one of two coaches with 100 wins at four schools. I think Cliff Ellis is the other. Yeah, what a great – he was a great
2: – We always
1: talk to Coach Huggins about
2: – how it's a people business to, to stick
1: for 41 years in different programs to coach for that long uh you really got to do it at a
2: top-notch level yeah he i mean he's a hall of famer for a reason uh that the, the the run at Maryland is probably what he's known for, mm-hmm. but if you talk to the older people that actually followed it when at that time, his Davidson teams were supposedly fantastic. I don't really know a whole lot about what he did at Davidson, but they said his Davidson teams from like 1960 to 70,
0: I think, is about where he was there. They said his Davidson teams were phenomenal. Also coached James Madison. There we go. Yeah, so he he put in times at a few different stops and was able to uh, put together a string together a Hall of Fame career. So. Prayers to the family.
1: A couple other things over the weekend. Kansas finally won a a road game in the Big 12, Uh, just their third one of those this year, Uh, 67-57 as they knocked off Oklahoma. And we'll go ahead and wind things down. Uh, Good stuff. This has been Full Court Press.
2: Full Court Press is produced by Michael Sussman and Anthony Lewis in partnership with HD Media and Vandalia Media. For more information about Full Court Press, visit PressVirginia.com.